Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my supportive patrons over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for supporting me. So that is how the podcast continues to go up and running. Well, that and me also just doing it because. But I'm so happy today to have Studebaker Hawk. That's where you can find him on Twitter. The links to all of his socials will be down below in the description of the podcast or the YouTube that you are watching. And if you are watching today, you will see a very, very, on uh, what's the word? It is, it is the perfect time to have this kind of a sweater. It is a fuck Nintendo sweater today. We got Stu joining us on the podcast. Dude, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I felt like I had to, to bust out all my little... My little PM merch, um, you know, really, really let people know what's going on. It's been a, it's been a weird day. <laughs> it's been a really strange day. Um, we've had a lot going on. To like, basically uh, summarize, we are recording a little after eight o'clock Eastern time on November eighteenth, two thousand twenty-one. This is a day. I mean, honestly. I don't usually go back to a whole lot of my interviews. Once I record them, ship them, and I'm done, then I'm done. But I might come back to this a year from now just to hear about what our perspectives are right now because we are fresh off of some very, very big news that Panda and Nintendo itself are officially partnering to launch a Smash Circuit in North America. So that includes Canada <laughs> and Mexico as well. Mm -hmm for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Super Smash Brothers Melee. That is the basic news. But I want to bury the lead a little bit because I don't think that we can really talk about this and do this justice without, especially for you, because I love hearing origin stories. I think this will help everybody to sort of understand where you're coming from instead of launching immediately into the rhetoric that we have. Because I think we, we have slightly different angles, but I think we also are probably going to land on the same side of the coin for a, lo a lot of perspectives on this. However, I do think, at least for my own sake, because I'm selfish and I want to hear your origin story, as well as for people listening who are like, oh, these are just anti-Nintendo people. We are not just anti-Nintendo people. We're real people. So, Stude, I just wanted to ask you, how did you first get into Smash? Um, It had to have been like 2002, I think. So... Let me think. Yeah, like 2000, late 2001, 2002, 2003. I remember living in Japan as a kid because my dad was military. Um, and there were these people that we were friends with, um, just this other family. And they had two sons about my brother and I's age. And they had a GameCube. And we played so much Melee whenever we'd visit. Like the adults would all like, you know, settle in and drink. And they'd be like, okay, go to the room. Like go play some... <laughs> Go play video games. Don't have to so, tell me twice. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. I'm, I'm here for this. I love this. And so we we would go play. And, of course, it was always just you know, a little free-for-all action, a little fun stuff. And then uh, we we had gotten a PS2 in Japan when we were living there. And uh, that was, like, the one console we were allowed to have in the house. So we didn't really play Smash again until we sold that and then bought a Wii in like 07, 08, and we got Melee and Brawl. And me and my brother played Melee and Brawl a bunch together. Um, but the real like competitive origin story, because like I kind of knew there was like some cool stuff about um, about Melee and how there was all this craziness and all this advanced tech. Because I was a big Game FAQs kid. Um, I was always on Game FAQs when I had like my allotted internet time. You know, it was one of those families. Um, and 
so I remember hearing about all that, but never really being interested enough to apply it all. Cause I was just like, well, I just kind of have fun with it. And I love like being the best in, you know, my town or whatever, um, you know, being the best in my school, you know, I, we play it, I win, haha, easy. Um, and then I was working a Cub Scout camp job in 2013. So this was like a little bit before the doc. Cause I think the doc came out in October of that year, uh, but May, 2013, um, it's right before my first year of like actual college because I like did a little bit of community college and didn't care much for it. But my my buddy Dustin, shout out to Dustin, he's a dad now, which is crazy. Um, oh, Johnny my boy, the dad my boy, club. yeah, dad club. Um, and so Dustin brings his cube and he brings some conches and he brings like we had CRTs at this place that we stayed when we were counselors because it was like a communal housing. That's the magic. Like, it was like a, yeah, it was like two or three like trailers that just all like linked together, and it was this place we called the Bug Barn, um, and it was just like probably close to fifteen of us living it there at any time. But I was like the only one that had any interest in like playing more of this. Cause, like, oh, this game's my jam. So like some people would come in and they'd play a little bit, but like me and Dustin, like he was teaching me all like the super secret sauce, you know, all the tech. Um, and so I was playing it a bunch and like didn't really find other people to play with in the Valley because I didn't like use social media all that much um, until I went off to college in Fairbanks. So like if I lived in Alaska for context um, and so Alaska's huge. Um, so like I lived like down here ish um, and then went to college like up here and that's about 350 miles. Um, and so yeah, there was just some dude hosting tournaments. His name was Uzi, um, Uzumaki Sensei, or I think, or Senpai maybe. But he uh, he basically like was the best in the town. He was the dude I tried to beat for like three years. Finally, only beat him after I left the state and moved to Texas. <laughs> and then we <laughs> we reconvened at a national, and I was like, "Yes, this is good. I'm winning now." Um, but that's where it really kicked off was that summer camp and the, the ensuing year at college. I, uh, I was playing a lot of chic back then. Um, and then in like 2016, I graduate college, you know, I, I finished my degree out and I'm trying to think about what to do, um, with my life. Basically I'd started casting like in 2015, just for fun at like the local stuff where we'd have like a, a monthly or like our equivalent of a major up there, which was like a 50 man tournament we'd like fly lucky out uh battle of the last frontier 2 if you're looking for some truly terrible studebaker commentary um literally i look back on that and i'm like god god i don't know <laughs> we've come so far <laughs> you have to start so somewhere dude yeah we, we all do um but that one was definitely the roughest um <laughs> but so i was gonna move to belgium because i wanted to move somewhere that spoke french Ooh. Um, so I studied, I studied French in college. My grandmother was Cajun. My grandmother's Cajun. Uh, she passed away two years ago. Um, but like, she was the only one in the family that spoke any Cajun because like the nuns literally like beat her, beat her whenever she spoke Cajun. So she never taught any of her kids. And I was like, I want to reclaim something. So I went and took French and I was like, I want to move somewhere so I can like immerse myself in the language and immerse myself in the culture and like you know, learn more about what it means to be like a French speaking person, you know, at the very least get better at it. Um, but this was during like, um, like 
when all like the big hubbub with the Syrian civil war was happening and there was there's this huge diaspora of people leaving Syria, like literally fleeing for their lives from um, this massive civil war where, you know, basically like three groups of people were trying to kill, you know, Syrian Kurds or, you know, just the general every like just everybody was having a bad time. Um, and they basically like fled either across the Mediterranean or up through um, that swath of like the coast there. And I was like looking for jobs in Belgium so I could get a visa. And literally someone told me they were like, we don't have enough jobs for like everyone that's coming in already. So maybe try in a few years, <laughs> like maybe give it another shot, you know, when, when we're not having like large scale immigration, you know, on basis, on basis of need, like these people need to go somewhere and they can't stay where they're at. So we're taking them in. Um, so I put Belgium on the back burner. I thought I'd either move to Missoula, Montana, where I had a bunch of friends or I'd move to Dallas, Fort Worth, where my brother was staying and he needed a roommate. And I said, you know, I don't want my brother to have to like find some roommate that he has no idea who they are. So we moved in together and I've been in Texas ever since. Um, and I've been playing in the Texas DFW scene for almost six years now, which is really crazy to think about. Um, yeah, I moved in 2016 and have been here since. I've been power ranked here a few times in Melee. Um, I rediscovered my love for Project M while I was down here. Um, pretty solidly power ranked there. And I've been competing and commentating ever since. I have been in love with this game since I was a child. And being able to like finally do stuff with it has been so sick. Because you've been able to not only commentate at the local where it's maybe like two people at home watching, you know, somebody's girlfriend and somebody's boyfriend. But now you're talking about getting to the point where this past weekend main stage happens. It's a big whole tournament. A lot of people there all masked up and such staying safe, which is yeah. great. Yeah, and, you, too, God bless. and you are commentating melee at the main stage and you're also doing stuff with jailbreak which is also happening in the same venue coincidentally it's just so wild how it happened at the same weekend who, who figured that scheduling out uh, shout out to saber uh, and other people it was amazing it was amazing that you were able to do all that stuff like i guess one one way to ask you about it is also to tie in how you are now working over at smash gg right and that only happened this year yeah, so right now I'm working at SmashGG as a data analyst working in like their machine learning and like visual AI field. Um, it's pretty fun. It's a lot of like data labeling at the moment. Um, I do want to like learn more backend stuff and like get myself solid on JavaScript just so I can be more useful and like stick around longer because I'm a contract employee. I'm only on contract currently for six months. Um, and so that's going to wear off sometime in like April, I think. And hopefully they re-up my contract because I, uh, I feel useful. So hopefully they think the same. But uh, yeah, I've been doing that for about three months now. My insurance should kick in at any moment, hopefully. Um, but it's been, it's been a really good time. Yeah, basically Smash has in some way, shape, or form like either directly led me to or indirectly led me to the career path I'm on currently. Um, I... When I was younger, I wanted to be like a chef. I wanted to be like an actor. Um, and these fields, like they felt super unstable or like you have to work like really, really hard to be a good chef. Um, also like no kitchen is built for a person my size and just like the bending over and like working super hunched over sounds awful. Um, so I settled in on just like doing day-to-day -day stuff and doing the esports thing on the side. And now it's kind of a, a bit of a reality, which is super awesome.
That is very cool to hear about. It's so funny to hear you use the word unstable to describe staying away from other potential career paths when you're talking about esports, which is yeah, <laughs> a little unstable sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because it's it's I've always like kept it as like a side thing for the longest time. Yeah, and I was like looking at esports jobs because like I want to I want to do this eventually. You know, I want to be able to jump in and you know maybe have a full time esports gig. But I mean, I worked as a an insurance adjuster. I worked as a dog kennel guy. I worked. Uh, I worked as a content moderator for Facebook, which is a whole, whole can of worms. I don't want to go into right that now. That sounds like uh, a fun. Uh, yeah, go so, ahead. so fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked. I worked as like tech support for Peloton. Like you know, I I, I was doing <laughs> you know basically anything I could to like pay the bills. Um, and like I kept with most of those jobs for like a year or more. Um, year and a half um, since I was like 20 and this is like the first job I've had other than that Cub Scout camp job which was legendary shout out to Camp Crawlquist and all the folks back there I, I doubt you'll watch this unless I post it somewhere um, but the only fun job I've had other than that and the only job where I'm like wow I actually feel like I care about the people I work with and the work that I'm doing which yeah. is a really liberating feeling and really actually turns out helps you feel better about your life <laughs> that's an amazing thing so it's it's mostly yeah. would you say would you credit the awful jobs that kept you kind of close to melee and pm because you didn't have something that was that was kind of like pulling you away i don't want to put uh wasabi's story on the spot or anything but wasabi is a norcal based smasher mm -hmm. plays a lot of melee uh, also has a lot of great former not super recent episodes of the wannabes podcast with jd but the what i'm trying to say is that wasabi posted recently about how there are other things in life other than melee that are starting to sort of like pull away if you will pull them yeah. away from like the the idea of like playing full-time, committing 100%, trying to get top 100 ranked and become a top player, all those kind of dreams are just like, sort of like don't seem as important anymore with other appealing things. Like, Do you think you would have tried to find a way to keep Melee and PM a part of what you do on a, on a, at least on a regular basis if you had that amazing, oh, wow, I love this job at the age of 21 or 22? Um, no, I'm... I, I've said it a lot before. I'm a lifer. I'm stuck. <laughs> it's uh, it's bad. <laughs> I'm down bad for this game. Um, <laughs> I I really think that like even if like you know even if I was like a famous actor or something like if I like somehow followed that path and like all the everything worked out and suits suits <laughs> the movies you know really killing it out there I think I'd still be playing melee. You know, I don't know if I'd be like showing up to locals because people, people are crazy. You know, yeah. Um, but I'd be like doing online brackets and like going to majors if I could with my super awesome security entourage. <laughs> I don't know. I'd find a way. You know, I think it's uh, all, all the yeah, all the all the really awful jobs I've had. Like for me, melee was always like a super. It was a good escape, but also like if I'm not feeling good, my melee is not feeling good, and I'm not feeling good about melee sometimes. Um, so like I, when I was working as a content moderator, there were times where I was like, "Why am I doing this? Like, why am I playing this game? I hate playing this game when in tournament." Because um, I'll like come into tournaments off the back of work, being upset at what I had to do for work. And then I'd just still be upset because I didn't have any motivation to practice. I didn't have any motivation to like keep going or like push myself. 
Um, and so like having a good job for me has been like, I have all this time to get good because I actually like feel like doing things. Like I go to the gym now again, I'm like eating better again. I'm practicing a lot. You know, it's like, I'm able to, to take all of like the other, like really shitty energy that would have gone into work where like, I'm like, Oh, I hate being here. You know, I'm having a bad time, you know, I'm suffering, you know? And now that's all gone. And I just like get to do my work and like focus on my work and chill on a discord call with some friends while I'm working um, and like finish all my goals. And I feel good about what I'm doing. And so that I have like the emotional time and effort to go do other cool shit. Um, but yeah, melee like served as an escape. And now it's just like concurrent with everything else being fucking rad. So I'm really happy with it. That's really, really cool to hear. That is a, such an excellent glow up story. I'm like, I'm super fortunate, man. <laughs> I'm really lucky. Yes. But you've also worked very hard and you've kept going at it. You bang your head against the work, work, work. Oh, good work. Yes. So I hope that you are able to continue crushing everything over at Smash GG and that you become somebody who's no longer a contracted employee, that you're more of like the sticking around employee and so on and so on. Yeah, because... clipping this, sending it to my boss, you know. Cypher gives me the recommendation. You got to keep me on. I mean, first of all, anybody who comes up to my podcast, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love you. Please uh, please succeed in life. <laughs> no, man, I saw you interviewed Brent, and I was like, oh, this guy's good. It's going to be good. Thank you. My I man, appreciate that. Brentos the Fresh Maker. I love Brentos. Brentos is dude such a great supporter of the i mean it's really helped me like just push to different people like you should interview this person this person uh sadly not you but it yeah. would have certainly come up at some point i promise you brent brentos yeah. is the man brent's the homie for sure we've we've done a lot of good work together uh i actually pulled him out of the ether basically and was like hey you should come commentate doubles top eight with me i miss you <laughs> and we commented <laughs> low tide doubles top eight and it was so sick that's awesome yeah. so you were the reason uh, why he was there because i was like oh, that's brentos yeah. like i yeah no that guy fucking rules <laughs> huge huge brent fan deep like legitimately deeply respect everything that man does because he does a lot of like uh like film critique and like a lot of uh just a lot of work within the scene behind the scenes like he was part of last stock legends when last stock Legends was happening now he's on pg stats because tish was like got you <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. I, 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 I always want to talk about like all the awesome thing that Brentos is doing, but half the things, to your point, are behind the scenes. So I'm like, am I allowed to? Am yeah, I allowed to talk, talk about, about this? this? Am I allowed to talk about? But I was so excited uh, to hear like when he told me, he's like, yeah, you might catch me on Panda now. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, he's uh he's another example of like people that absolutely deserve every good thing that comes to them. Um, he's he's great. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the stuff that Last Stock Legend is going to hopefully do here and there intermittently. They had a nice little video, for, I mean, that they filmed all the way back in 2017. It was this great piece that Lucky was sort of like talking about Melee, or like the game itself, and just sort of talking about as long as Mango Mango is around Melee, things are going to be good because you get to see that freeform style. He's like comparing skating to to Melee, which is just and this this probably applies to pm as well because even though i haven't played pm nearly to the extent that i've played melee there's just a lot of this ability of just doing things that you want to do not because it's yeah. optimal but because it's sick do it because do it it's cool shit yeah exactly that's the, that's the best part i was i was talking about a lot this weekend on the mic and i was like i play this game for dopamine if i'm not playing it for dopamine why the fuck am i here <laughs> like <laughs> 
Like, what am I doing if I'm not doing it for the dopamine? Give me that shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's uh like I I love feeling good about the game, and I think that uh that Lucky's very on the nose with uh with that because it's like Mango Mango's like the distillation of what everyone wishes they could be, which is like just a fucking hype beast melee player like everything you do every like little thing you look at like people will like ooh and ah in the crowd when like you know every everyday mortals among us are playing but mango's playing and like it's a fucking yelling match everyone's going ape shit like he's just got something the rest of us don't man and like people are fighting for that and they want to get close to it but i don't think anyone's going to touch the game like mango did or kilt still does honestly Oh, still has the magic. And uh, in my books, this is also sort of a timely subject, but number one all time, just in my opinion. Can't wait to see I think, the rest I of think, the list, I think he'll sink in for it, honestly. Because like, you think about the longevity, you think about, you know, when you talk to someone about Melee, they're like, oh, I I know this player. And either it's like HBox, or because they're like an everyday HBox fan, or they're like, Mega's so sick. They're like, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like... It's like that's an easy normie determination. It's like within you there are two there are two puffs. <laughs> like <laughs> one is Mango, one is Hbox. Follow your heart, kid. You know. And that's sort of yeah. actually like for for me to sort of start to get towards to get a little bit towards the news. Like that's how sort of like how I got into melee was around the discourse of is Hungrybox killing melee? And I'm like, huh? Because I was like a casual Smash fan. You're like a young man Hbox fan, and you're like, it's so cool seeing him come back and like beat everybody, and like he's down, and then he's getting rest, you know? Right. So that's like the end of 2018 is about the time that I started really diving into like the Smash Twitter and everything else. And then it was this year, at the start of this year of 2021 in January, when I started podcasting. So I started to get familiar with you somewhere in the time uh, in the springtime and of course during the amazing one of my all-time favorite moments of this year seeing yingling get into summit 11 Nick yingling my boy exactly like i yingling. i was not like super super involved but i was shit posting like a motherfucker exactly um. like i was right there too yes <laughs> yeah and I, I by proxy like, like i was like stude's the guy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that was around the time that I was like, oh, that's a person. That's a person that I know now because we are we are the fish. We are Nick. Solidarity. And we're we're back on the fish bullshit now that uh, we're trying to get free Palestine in. Shout out to my boy Anise. We're gonna get you in this year. Already number two on nominations, first day of summit voting. Um right behind Sora from Australia, a little trick shot. Um, which I think also like so the the, the sort of group interests um and some of the discords i'm seeing is we get we get sora in from australia because that would be super hype he's the number one player other than i think spud uh and i don't know how active spud is right now i'm not super certain not super active based on i think sora and pipsqueak did a video together that's on pipsqueak's youtube channel where they're talking and it's like i think at some point sora was saying that spud's like not super active at the moment yeah, I'm, I miss yeah. I miss seeing Spud play because he was he was super sick. But Sora is super fucking nice with it, man. Like mm -hmm. he's he's very clean. I know the Australians are rolling in deep to Genesis. We're gonna see like 15 fucking Australians. Um, that's what Garfield was telling me. That's what that's what we need the squares for. They brought the squares to us. If you don't know about the squares, the squares is where we. That's played. how it started. That's how it started. The Australians basically brought it to SoCal when uh like. Don B and a bunch of other of them were visiting. Um, and yeah, so like the, the yard boys, right? Like Envy and Aiden and Blood and Slime, all the like the like that that universe and then like the bad melee universe as well. 
um because bad melee kind of birthed like the whole ludosphere back when ludwig was just slime's friend yes um yeah they taught them how to play what they what they call handball which is different than like american handball um but it's like basically cooler four square um so i think we have to have the face off there that's super important that's so going to be a big deal. yeah it's going to be it's going to be sora and it's going to be free palestine because uh anise is like the fact that anise is doing something so huge with like just you know, changing his tag to the cause because um, he is Palestinian. You know, he is, you know, I believe his dad like originally lived in Palestine. Um, and I, he, he talks about growing up in Jordan as like part of the diaspora. Um, so if you're like ever interested in knowing more about my boy, Free Palestine, the artist formerly known as Millhouse or Millie, um, you should take a look because there's articles about him. He's got, he's got stuff written. Yep. But worth the cause, worth the play. Super great guy. Just all I'm going to say on that. That's going to be the summit bit. <laughs> yes, that's a great summit bit. Those are two fantastic players that I would love to see get into summit 12 because Yangling, like that whole cause uh, resonated with me. And I think a lot of other people, because as much as we love top players, and I do, I do love top players. Top players make Melee, Go, Go, Mobile, go out to the masses, inspire so all the young people to be like Mango or to be like Leffen or Cody, uh, IBDW or, <laughs> or even Hungrybox. I mean, there are people who I've talked to on this very podcast that are like, I got in because of Hungrybox. I want to be the next yeah. best puff, which is cool. There you go. So we get through, we get through summer and there's these really cool announcements sort of like in the springtime where everybody's cautiously optimistic about COVID at this point, all of the yeah. vaccines are getting rolled out and we're now saying, okay, so when did the events happen? And Riftide announces like, we're coming back with this big old major that everybody can come to and we're going to do this safely, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have Melee, Rivals of Ether, and Project Plus. Oh, and Ultimate, sorry, <clears throat> afterthought. But like, we're going to have all of those events and everybody was like, P plus, yo, which is very exciting. And then main stage and, the and sorry, low tide low, city. Yeah. Yes. We switched keep, it up. Cause, yes. Cause we, we, we actually partnered with Riptide this year. Um, so Aaron, who's the main TO of Riptide had a deal out with the Kalahari where he had to like fill a certain number of hotel rooms. Um, and was like, Hey, we have a Kalahari down here. We can help you fill that contract. And they gave us discount on the venue too. I think, well, there are plans in the works for another low tide city. So we are shooting on bringing that back around. Um, Very nice. Yeah. But yeah, P plus getting back into everything was like this super cool moment. Um, Cause the way, the way everything kind of shook out for us was uh, 3.6 ended uh, its initial development cycle. PM 3.6 project M 3.6. Um, ended back in like 2015. Uh, it was soon after, um, you know, just it was this very sudden and awful thing for a lot of people. Um, for me, that was when I was like not a huge fan of PM. Like I started in like 3.02 and Melee at kind of the same time. And I was like, eh, PM's not my stuff. Not my, really my thing. In Alaska, the scene's a little quiet. And like there's this very like you're either a Melee player or you're a PM player. And I wanted to be a Melee player. So it was like, I kind of bought into that a little too much. And I feel really bad about it still to this day. And I've, I've made up with a lot of the people that are in the people scene. We still play people us together now. And now they have events where like everything's at the same event. And I'm like, good. Glad things are healing. Um, but uh, yeah, so P plus was an endeavor made by several people, some of whom had previously been on the PMDT, but it is a separate entity from the PMDT, the project yes. development team. So that's why it's the P plus development team now. 
Um, and the initial version of it, um, let me think here, because we had P plus, we had P plus for, yeah, we had P plus for a little bit before quarantine, but like a new version of it had dropped in like early March or, you know, April of the quarantine. And all of a sudden, because the PM netcode was like slightly better than the melee netcode for delay based, people wanted to play P plus and all these eyes were on us. And it was really awesome seeing like mango play it, IBW play it, you know, everyone on stream is playing. It's like, wow, this feels a lot better than delay based. And then slippy happened. And we were like, this is great. We love this, but fuck yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on delay based. And so like one of the servers I was in, that was a, a PM server was basically just a melee net play server. For a while there, we were uh, like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> we were like, no one, wa no one wants to play on delay based anymore." And like, we 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 now we play a bit of both, um, but yeah, it's uh, it varies. But um, yeah, coming out of quarantine and like everyone really supporting P plus, especially after what happened last October, um, which was the big house getting shut down um, for using Slippy because they were like, "You guys are." bunch of thieves you guys have to have stolen all of these isos and it's like we can literally ask anyone in the melee community to bring a copy of melee oh, <laughs> if yeah. it's really that much of an issue we can crowdsource every single copy we need to say we ripped the isos from these discs like go fuck off like we some. were already doing that of course yeah we absolutely 100 percent. you know we're we're doing that and so it's uh it's this very like it was this huge thing because this the whole the whole one unit conversation that had happened a few years ago never really included PM, um, but as soon as everyone kind of got shafted by Nintendo, you know what would have been one of our biggest events in quarantine, um, just got fucking bodied by Nintendo. Um, you know, of course, everyone's like, "Wow!" So this is what that feels like, and every PM player is looking over from the gallows like first time <laughs> right you know? yes i saw like, that name go quite a quite a bit anonymous yeah. smasher like i remember reading that and going like i get it now because like I, I wasn't really involved like as much as i nearly as much as i am now i remember pm and i remember it going under and being like but why though and then all these years later just going like oh wow this is really cool this is really cool that people care about this like it's not my thing yeah. but I'm, I, this is so cool and i'm so happy that it has a space in the smash community again because these people do amazing things with with p plus yeah and i, I want to contextualize the the whole like first time thing like for me i hated seeing everything happen like there there were some people that were like you know, oh, Juggle Rob, get on Juggle Rob. This is what you get for all the PM stuff. But, you know, I, I, we're all getting fucking kicked under the boot, man. We're all getting stamped out like cockroaches. And it does not feel good when we're just trying to play a fucking game, you know? Um, especially, like, for PM, um, you know, we had the whole, like, we had a very, like, very good solidarity for a while thereafter. The big house got shut down. Five days of melee had PM features, had PM top players, had PM showcase matches. Um, and it was super cool, like, us being welcome back into the fold, like, hey, we're sorry. We, we didn't realize that Nintendo was fucking all of us. You know, Nintendo was actively restricting, um, partnerships it was actively like keeping other big businesses out of the game yep um, and basically hindering the growth of both not only the melee scene and the pm scene but in a way the old scene 
Um, yeah, Smashville it, and Ultimate. Yeah, and so it's 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 really disheartening to like see all that and like they finally recognize like maybe we shouldn't have you know pushed VMware so hard. You know, we were under the impression, of course, like a lot of, a lot of melee people were under the impression like if you have this at your tournament, you will get the entire tournament cease and desisted. Or if you support this anyway on stream, if you say it on stream, the ninja ninjas are going to find you and they're going to shut you down, right? Um, and when they realize, like, oh, we can just have PM and they'll basically leave us alone. We'll have P+, they'll basically leave us alone. And we had all those announcements come out. We had Riptide, we had Low Tide, we had Main Stage. It was all super promising. It was this, like, return to the limelight for us, for PM players. And it's a legitimate uh, need because there's there's no like you said there's it's only delay based netcode which is fine but when you go cross it country yeah. it's you can't even think about doing cross continent so this no. this is a really big deal not only for ultimate which has basically just impossible netcode as well so, as PM not yeah. having P plus not having great netcode this is important that we get to finally have big events where we can play in person safely yeah it was. It was like a renaissance. Like everyone was interested in PM. Everyone wanted to talk about PM. Like, like imagine, imagine going to a PM major and like Mango's there in singles, just randomly. I doubt, you know, even even without the bands, it might have happened. Um, we had a few like melee players definitely jump over, and I've seen like generally speaking, more melee players are like, yeah, I kind of like PM, but it's just not my game. Or like they'll come out to the local and they'll play and they'll like hang out for friendlies, which is awesome. Um, but it often feels like good things are not meant to last for us in the PM community. Um, and getting getting that first shutdown of Riptide like two weeks before the event was supposed two to happen. Two weeks. Yes. Two weeks. Yeah, which is actually a, a bit in the community, two weeks, because that's when uh, Ripple would say something would be done by was two weeks. It'll be two weeks. Every time someone asks, two weeks. Um so it was like fitting, but in the most horrible way, right? Um, we get that notice. Um, Trinity um, and a bunch of other TOs kind of have to scramble um, and find a new venue, um, a way to stream it, crowdsource all the CRTs, and make everything happen. And so main stage almost immediately was like, "Hey, we don't, we haven't been contacted by Nintendo. We just." don't want to run the risk we're not going to run project plus and that gave saber and their team a lot of notice which was really helpful because they were able to secure a room in the same venue they were able to get everything going like laid a lot of groundwork um so tourney locator which i've worked with in the past um and technically work i don't know if i'm working for them or not working for them for the sake of optics at this moment um technically we kept it under wraps. We were like, we're just not going to mention it anymore. We're not going to advertise for it. We're going to keep it up on the Smash GG. We're going to keep it in the plans. We're going to stream it when it happens. And then I'm talking with my boss um, before like a Monday Night Melee. And it's about two weeks before the event. And he's like, I can't say anything just yet because we need to make the announcement. But I need you to maybe look for a venue. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so... I had to run Shipwrecked. Um, I basically 
got some of the smartest people I know in the local community in my area. I got Arsenals. I had uh, my friend Absolute Black, Connor, Absolute Godsense, both of them. But I was also like, Saber, Moto, <laughs> I need your help. I really don't know what I'm doing. Because so I just started, uh, I've organized tournaments here and there in the past, and I've helped out with Monday Night Melee, you know, for like seating purposes or for like getting people's attention or like helping with stream every now and again. I do commentary on it, but I'm not a TO um, for the most part. I guess now I am. Because <laughs> uh, I had just started doing like local PM fests a little bit like around that time. Uh, You're ready, all, dude. You're ready. <laughs> that's basically what happened. It's like, <laughs> I guess I'm doing this now. I have to run a fucking event. So we had two weeks, like 17 days to figure everything out. And I mean, it's it's really frustrating. But the thing about the PM community is that we're so damn good at adapting. It's we we we've we've come to expect kind of dealing with all this crap so it wasn't a surprise it just hurt <laughs> it just hurt like a motherfucker um of course yeah it was uh it was a bummer and i mean nowadays kind of kind of moving on from that like point in the smash zeitgeist where it's like everyone's on that fucking nintendo pack everyone's like we need to have some solidarity um and this is you know more the melee and like pm scenes together you know being like wow we've really been shafted this sucks a lot and the old scenes always kind of been daddy's favorite so to speak um and having you the know. youngest players who just don't know i mean like there are people yeah. like me who someday will know they'll find out but it just takes time because they're not like quite deep enough to like get to the people who can you know just lay the knowledge down yeah and i mean that's that's kind of the thing it's like the game has been out since 2018 um and there's no real requirement or like institute for like the lore of the scene right for ultimate because you think about melee melee is like lore heavy um you 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 know a lot about the players you know a lot about what's going on we have documentaries we have all these tools that can like help you better understand like who these people are and you get interested in them and you're like, well, what were they doing back then? And you like watch old tournaments and you like have all the old storylines weaving through and throughout the game. Um, and for a lot of like alt players, a lot of them started with alt and for the ones that did start in like smash four and some even in brawl, like the storyline goes as far back as 08, but you know, it's like you get less iterations of those stories and less years further back. Um, and it's it's really it's really confusing sometimes because it's like you had players that play, you know, played all the games. They played Brawl, they played Alt, they played, you know, PM, they played Smash Four. Um, there's a lot of folks out in DFW that were like that, but it's like a lot of the newbies just don't have that. And that, those are most of the people that fill my Twitter replies and were like, "Why don't you? Why do you give a fuck about Project M?" <laughs> you know. Well, those uh, are also some of those people are also like you were talking about having the boot smushed on your face earlier. I mean, some of those people are like bringing the boot closer to their face when they're being smushed. Something yeah, no, no, they're like, oh, the boot it tastes so good. You know, it's like, man, it's rules. Um, I do think, you know, I don't, I don't mean to begrudge anybody in the alt community that works with Nintendo. You know, there's an, there's a certain element of, you know, pocket watching, however you want to call it. Um, you know, I'm just going to shut up and let you get your bag. Cause like this, obviously this has not affected you as deeply as it's affected us. Um, for, for a lot of us in like the, the 
ults like the melee scene and particularly the, the PM scene, like we've had to deal with this for a long time, which is why it feels so personal when you know they do this to us. Um, you know, this is just something we have passion for. This is something we want to do. And alt never has really like had a huge negative effect by Nintendo outside of like maybe they're not being a circuit that would have had ultimate there. They still get the, you know, the ability to run their tournaments. They get the ability to like do as they please. And, you know, that's, that's the benefit that comes with being the, the current game. You have immediate access to the hardware. You have immediate access to the software that if you buy the game, you know, um, you don't have to worry about big daddy Nintendo being like, you know, we don't like the way that you're playing ultimate right now. You know, I think we're going to stop that. So it's, uh, I, I think that there's, there's far less incentive for them to like seek solidarity as the melee scene and PM scene tend to. Um, and that's like, that's fair, you know, get your money, get your bag, do what you need to do. But it, it's it's a little disheartening when there was a lot of talk from the Smash 4 community about one unit and how we need to stand strong together and like work together. And then it's like all that goes out the window as soon as like Melee, you know, Ultimate's not the one getting hurt. So why should we care? You know, do what you need to do, get your bag, but come on. <laughs> it feels a little bit selfish when you're the one, like, it makes sense to the person who's doing it for themselves, but you're, yeah, then you're you know, it's, it, other people. For, for, for some of these people, it is their career. And the best way to make that your career is to go to Nintendo. Um, you know, it's like, um, I mean, they pay like a lot of money from what I've heard from the, the whisperings and the rumblings, you know, from commentator to commentator in hushed tones. Um, you know, they pay like, like three to five thousand dollars a weekend which is unheard of money for commentators like like commentators make far more consistent money than a lot of players <laughs> and we're not making that much money um you know you get you get the flight you get put up at the hotel you get you know three to five thousand dollars for a weekend there's a lot of people that'll you know, put up for that and that's you know do what you gotta do that's it's not my place to like talk about what other people are doing for the sake of their other livelihoods, you know, cause like that might be all they have. Um, I do think that solidarity would be really fucking nice though. <laughs> you yes. know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I landed in that camp as well because I'm not going to go after individual people who want to provide for themselves and make careers happen because yeah. part of that is accepting what is given to you, if, uh, no matter where it's from. And it sucks that you don't have the option to say comfortably, yeah, um, I'm going to turn that down. Yeah, especially uh, especially in the ultimate ecosystem, right? Yeah. Because, like, like, you being able to be an old commentator that works with Nintendo is basically like, hey, I've worked with Nintendo. You should hire me at your event. Yep, that's, and that's a big that's deal. that's just, like, big old resume builder. You know, that's... Yeah, you know. And then, and like, we're also talking about, like, Ultimate may not get quite the 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 like the glares from Nintendo when events are being run. Of course, mm. they probably wish that they that Ultimate events would run with items on and the Smash meter on the final Smash meter. Yeah. But but 
but to the point is, is that it's not like Nintendo ever pours money into ultimate specific events, even for the ones that they run themselves and are like, yeah, okay, so uh, please, everybody, come one, come all. We got all kinds of cash prizes for people who compete. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. And no matter what you do, you will get $100. No, the winner gets a $25 Nintendo eShop gift card. It's, yeah, it's, or or a golden controller, you know. Right, it, for winning. It, it, it feels yeah. incredibly patronizing. Right. Um, so that that's that's quote unquote good treatment from Nintendo. So just to make that clear for anybody who didn't know, <laughs> yeah, that's what Ultimate gets to have. That's still not really much to it's work not, with. It's not, it's not great. I mean the 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 main thing that comes from a Nintendo partnership um, isn't financial assistance. It isn't. Um, you know, it isn't like staffing or assistance with like anything like that. Equipment, it's mostly software. It's, it's, yeah. it's mostly the conferment of their legitimacy. Um, and so having that helps like get other sponsors on board, which can be very helpful. Um, yes. And it helps with, you know, all of that. But we've proven we can get sponsors without Nintendo. I mean, it's it's no longer an issue. You know, we've been pushing the grassroots long enough. We've been doing enough to like show that, hey, we're a legitimate organization. Um, I mean, for the longest, Geico was like sponsoring a bunch of tournaments. We had Coinbase sponsor main stage. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, crypto, crypto bro site is giving me money. Cool. Thank you, crypto bro site. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's this very, what's the word blase it's like cool we get a nintendo sponsorship we get the we get the we get the confirmation of their legitimacy that's cool the only thing that i'm a little curious about is how much are they helping with the panda thing because that's kind of the, the new thing on the block right now yes yes is, is panda global's circuit partnering keyword partnering not sponsored by partnering with nintendo mm -hmm. yes licensed smash licensed circuit partner. Right. Yeah. That is, that's how I was going to transition to into this because until about 12 o'clock today or whatever it was, we always talked about how Nintendo does this and they don't do that across the board yeah. for all Smash games and Splatoon and ARMS, to be fair as well. They're, yeah, they have really like, fucked over the Splatoon community and the ARMS community. Anybody but... who wants to compete in a Nintendo licensed game, who wants to you know take it and make it beautiful, Nintendo goes like, what do you think you're doing? So that's not that's the, not how we want it to be played. Why are you why are you doing that? Exactly. Yeah. So what changed today is that for the first time in history, and less than a few days away from Melee's twentieth official anniversary, which is that's just timing. Huge. That's and and coming off of several tournaments where P plus was was roughly and and very uh, very precisely like set aside like you know, when people had already made travel plans and booked hotels two weeks out of the event, you find out you have to just completely redo everything. That Those, oh, no, those yeah. sort of things. I... Nintendo says, hey, guess what? Panda says, hey, nice. guess what? We're going to have Melee and Ultimate do this super awesome Smash Circuit for North America with cash prize pools, and Panda is very much involved. Uh, Dr. Allen writes this very heartfelt note about how he's been, like, like looking forward to this sort of reality for a long time and it's very humbled to be able to like be a part of making it happen and those are all really cool things you know the, there's a lot of people excited that and <laughs> at the same time and this is the reason why this is the reason why we're here yeah 
I have so many questions, but like the, the biggest thing for me when I saw that, the first thing I thought was like, where's B plus? My, yeah, that, uh, that's definitely part of it. For me, I, I can't, and I discourage anyone listening to, I can't find hate in my heart for anybody at Panda, right? I can't like see them doing this. It'd be like, you know, Pandas put up a lot of my friends, like a lot of good people, and made sure that they have the ability to work, the ability to have health insurance. Like they are, they are by the by the books and broadly speaking, a very very good organization to work for. Very good organization to be sponsored by. IBW sponsored by them. Plup sponsored by them. Um, and many many others across many other communities. Um, and like they do good work, but. I am left with so many questions, like you said, because right now we didn't get a lot of details, right? We don't know what events are part of the circuit. If it's like an opt-in style Capcom cup circuit, you know, where Capcom cup, basically you were like, this is a big enough event. We want to be a Capcom cup qualifier. Can we be a part Capcom Capcom cup qualifier and Capcom says, yes, you know, you can be a Capcom cup qualifier. <laughs> um, but we don't know if that's the case. We don't know if UCF and slippy are going to be allowed. We don't know if, um, no fundies merchandise will be wearable for. Oh, I'm gonna wear that. I mean, it's, it's no fundies merch with quotes <laughs> around no fundies, you know, that's what it's there for. You know, I tried wearing this at a, so I got pulled off of uh DM top eight due to some like, miscommunication with the schedule for main stage and was like i have to go work i'm a, I'm on contract for main stage and i was wearing this because i was going to do pm top eight and i was i got over to the the production team and i was like so it's probably not cool if i wear this because i don't want it to be an issue for bts and they were like please take that off <laughs> and i was like i get it <laughs> i get it i want to wear it so bad but i get it um and so with with all of this it's like I need, you know, if if, if I want to be anywhere near this, right, because I don't want to do anything with Nintendo of America. And, like, given their their past behaviors and their patterns of past behaviors, because, you know, if someone does something to me once and they're, like, a dick about it or they're, like, they're, they're mean to me, I'm like, okay, you're a dick once. Let's see what comes next after we discuss that you were a dick once. Um, but when it's, like, a consistent pattern of behavior where it is just, you know, threatening lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit or like you know not letting us speed at events or yeah, still the shape of with... the penis right yeah 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 you know it's it, it sucks it really sucks um and just the the fact that we've had to put up with so much like it's not just you know you're 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 doing this and you're you're a little bit of a, you know, a dickhead you're like the whole the whole cock and balls you know it's everything <laughs> you know that's the whole shape of the penis like uh, uh like nick's controller from main stage i heard about that on the I, podcast that was hilarious <laughs> i saw it in person oh, and I saw, him, saw, I saw nick playing and i was like wow that controller is like an interesting shade of like mocha brown i was like kind of admiring because the button inlays were nice and <laughs> like he like tilts it slightly and i just see <laughs> the fucking testicles hanging from it and i was like this sucks <laughs> this 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 is great but this sucks <laughs> like, um, so probably not yeah for sure. i mean probably not for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah right and so it's it's very much like you you have this pattern of behavior 
that we have constantly seen where you're either shafting us outright or just like doing the bare minimum to like keep this within Nintendo expectations. So like events that were sponsored by Nintendo for the longest time had to be played on vanilla or on super, super stealth UCF. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't have slippy replays and they couldn't have this, they couldn't have that. And it's all very frustrating for us as a community because the people that put in the time, effort and work to bring those to us and help us better the competitive resources we have, all Usually of their work gets no discounted. Mm -hmm. It gets wiped away because now Nintendo says, you've got to play it on 1.02 or it's bust. You know, it's it's nothing doing. Um, we, you have to miss your dashbacks. <laughs> you have to you have to work so hard on shield dropping. You have to play the controller roulette to just be able to access basic portions of the game. And it's like vanilla melee is a beautiful mess in its own right. But the fact that we've been able to kind of rein it in and shape it into something that suits us better as its competitive community is what I think makes it so cool in a lot of ways. Um, and we've done it in ways that aren't like super super game changing like it's more like accessibility and consistency changes um other than frozen stadium which i love um i also loved all the cool skins that come around i mean oh yeah how cool no. is it to have like a tournament themed pokemon stadium it's wild yeah it's great it's fantastic shouts to glint melee open van city primal and shiggles for doing a bunch of work on that those guys are fucking incredible um they actually uh van city just dropped the animalia Anime pack yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dropped. Mm -hmm. so if you're if you're checking that out um, I believe they have it available on their Twitter. They have the link to it and everything worth looking at because modded melee is good melee sometimes. Visuals are great. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's all very odd for me, like, coming into this. And it's like we really ask for the bare minimum from Nintendo, which is leave us alone. Just that, you know, that and that alone would be fucking great. Um, with the circuit, my major worries are no UCF, no Slippy, no Frozen Stadium, you know, and we have to basically, like, kowtow to them about our scene. You know, this isn't their scene. You know, they, they may have created the game all, almost 20 years ago, but this has not been their scene for a long, long time. I was talking with my brother about this, and he's, like, very not much a smasher like he knows everything because he lives with me and i yes. just fucking chatter about it a bunch uh, you know and it's like he's like this feels a lot like you know your dad comes back 14 years later with a carton of milk and you know a box of cigarettes and he's like the line was just so fucking long <laughs> you know I, I don't know what took me so long but <laughs> come here you know and it's just it's like son of a bitch man where where have you been this whole time you know i'm not you know i'm not your I'm not your son. I'm not, this isn't your community. I'm not your son. This isn't, this isn't right. You know, it's, it's, it's very odd. And it's, it's very worrisome for me as a, as a KG PM player to see Nintendo trying to involve themselves after almost unanimously, it was leave us the fuck alone. Um, and I worry deeply about what's to come. You know, it could be, in all honesty, it could be the best thing that happens to us. It could be Nintendo has like finally seen the error of their ways and they're like, you know, leaving PM alone and they're like willing to have us run on UCF and Slippy and but I very much doubt that. Yep. <laughs> you know, give, given those patterns of behavior. And it's uh it's it's a little scary because it's like, what does this mean for 
you know, because they're a licensed circuit. What does this mean for events that aren't licensed? You know, right? Are we are we less legitimate, or are they going to leave us alone? You know, or do we have to basically become licensed to not be aggravated by them? You know, because we saw the big house get shut down because they had to be on Slippy. Um, and you know, if we want to run this, and we can't, you know, if, if suddenly they're just like smart enough to not ignore stealth UCF or not ignore Slippy, um, you know, that, that's that's a very weird precedent and a very worrisome one. I also think about how the shadow events that have happened for P plus, like what happens to them when they're like, wait a minute, what's going on in the other room? Oh, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. My my thing with P plus right now is this this is my my extrapolations on what I've seen, like what what I've seen Nintendo do and how they operate is I feel like they do this most when there's something either ultimate related or something upcoming big in their docket for Smash. Um, so for the big house, I remember it was like right around when like one of the, the DLC fighters was getting announced. Sephiroth, they, yeah. Like, yeah. Sephiroth was getting announced and they just fucking shut that down. Right. And then they did it again this year around more DLC pack characters and now a possible circuit. Um, and so part of me is like, is this because they don't want any other eyes or any eyes that would be on these events? to be anywhere but on Nintendo stuff. Um, and think about, I, I often think about the way that they also schedule things. Um, the Sora announcement coming out the same day as Nasby is supposed to drop. <laughs> uh, this, this, this coming out literally the same day Multiverses is finally like brought out to the public after you know, Hungerbox leaked it. Um, which that's a whole thing, but you know. Um, it's, it, it's very... You know, what is it? Um, you're not paranoid if people are actually following you, you know? <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I'm being paranoid on this. I just think it's a little too consistent. Um, I think for the large part, they're going to leave solitary PM events alone as long as they're in, like, different areas and they're, like, not run by that tournament. Because then they're like, well, the alt kids won't see it and they won't think it's real. You're talking about, I'm going to continue to work on getting us into the video overlay, but while I do that, you're, you were talking about like how there's a very specific like pattern, schedule thing. They're talk you're, you're also talking about how PM events that are solitary, hmm. probably in the clear, but like yeah. it gets dicey for when there's like, when somebody's trying to run both. Or what about, I was wondering mainly about like the shadow events where yeah. there is something either in the same building or very close, like what you thought about that. Well, so it's been interesting because in part, some of us like kept things very quiet. Undertow and Shipwrecked, which was uh, Riptide and Low Tides, Shadow Majors respectively, both kept it pretty under wraps. Uh, we didn't really locally, like we didn't publish the Smash EG. We didn't like make uh, a lot of tweets about it. We didn't make a lot of bones about it. Um, like I kept everything pretty much under lock and key. I was like, if you invite people to this Discord, um and like it gets leaked i'm banning both of you like neither of you will be welcome at any event i run like i was like that that tight of a ship i was like we're not 
no leaks. We want to make sure this goes out with a hitch. I don't want to hear anything from Nintendo. And we didn't. Um, and then Jailbreak, which was main stage's Shadow Major, was pretty open about everything. They were tweeting a lot about it. They were tweeting from the Balcony account. They were very open about like getting the shop out. And they didn't experience any issues either. Uh, and Blacklisted, which was a standalone tournament, not even a Shadow Major, just a standalone Project M tournament in the Northeast uh, out there in Massachusetts, which I also went to. I did a back-to-back weekend, which was exhausting. Um, they didn't have any issues either. Um, so I honestly do think that it is proximity to Smash Ultimate and proximity to announcements that they have that are like the two big drivers for Nintendo being like, we need to shut this shit down. We need to get them off, you know. We, we need to keep them in the shadows. We need to keep them down. Um, I think the reason that they allow Ultimate at IRL tournaments um, to have, like, UCF and everything is because they might not know about it or they might assume that it's not as much of an issue because you can have UCF with a physical disc. Um, you know, so maybe they don't think we're thieves then. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very nonsensical thing for me because it's like wouldn't it just make more sense for something that you stopped selling the main copy of the game for like 10 years ago you stopped selling the hardware for about 10 years ago just to fuck off forever like you know just just leave us alone man that's all we want you know we just want to play the video game and do it up on stream and like see the see the homies because the the things that they take from us aren't the tournaments themselves it's not seeing my friends it's they take the the recognition and the legitimacy of the community around us from us because you know pm players for the last six years have been basically extant from the smash community we've been our own community we operate sometimes within the community but like we're basically a separate cell within the community yeah um, and it almost felt like those walls around us were coming down and we were going to be able to like be a part of the major community again. And like, imagine for us as a game that, you know, regularly struggles to bring in new players because of the nature of it to be able to have that, you know, legitimizing influence of being up on the main stage at main stage, being able to mm -hmm. be uh, streamed on the main stream at low tide city, you know, being able to have us out on the friendlies floor at riptide, you know, People would see the game and they'd say, I should give that a shot. Or, you know, what do what those people do? Or they see you playing Melee next to them and they're like, aren't you a PM player? And then you'd be like, yeah, I love PM. But Melee's pretty sick too, you know, because I play both. Um, and I love talking to people about PM. I love talking to people about Melee. It might be one of my favorite things other than, like, breathing. Um, and not being able to do that is what they take from us. That's what they steal is they steal our gateway to the rest of the community. And they steal the legitimacy brought upon us from the rest of the community. It's not that we're disgraced, it's just that we aren't allowed to be anywhere near you. It's basically like your mom, like mom's pulling you aside and being like, we don't play with those kids, you know? We don't, not those ones, <laughs> you know? It looks like they're doing something really cool over there. Don't even start. You can't don't. even start. No, no. Uh, their parents smoke weed. You can't. You can't go over there. <laughs> you know. Smoke weed. Smoke weed. You go to jail. That's what. That's what it is. Plain and simple. Exactly. One hundred percent of the time.
Yeah, shout outs to uh, one of my favorite PM players of all time, Luck. Uh, DFW Diddy Kong player would often wear the Smoke Meth Hail Satan shirt. Um, had to take it off its stream once. Had to turn it inside out once. Unfortunate. Ooh. Unfortunate. You but, also uh, project a welcoming community to, uh, you know, the actual people that you want to play the game as well. Sometimes. Absolutely. Sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, I mean, my whole thing with like f the fuck Nintendo, you know, ideology or like however, however you want to view it is like, I am never going to do something like I'm not going to be at any of these events that Nintendo's running. Most likely. I doubt they'd even consider hiring me considering how like publicly I've spoken about it. If they even know who I am, right? Like if I even register as a dot on the radar, I'm a 2K Andy. Like I don't have that many people following me anywhere. Um, but so it's, it's very, it's very much like a, where does it go from here for like melee, com melee casters, competitors, tournament organizers? Um, Cause you know, they want, our top level of talent to be there you know they want us to reciprocate you know and say this is a legitimate event from the melee community you know the oh, melee community box yeah yeah and so it's very weird because like we're kind of caught in this loop of like we have to meet a little bit in the middle um to make sure um that we're like we're both legitimate because if it's just a if it's just turning out to be like a oh you know here here you go melee here's a little tournament for you we love you guys um, without any of like the actual good parts of what we've made our competitive community into not a lot of people are gonna go I feel like um, and because because I don't think many melee players want to play on vanilla anymore at all like for a while there there was like this period when like UCF was still kind of fresh around like uh, 2016, 2017 uh, and like maybe 2018 where it was like, we can maybe play on vanilla, you know, we can maybe play on unfrozen stadium, but then you uh, get used to it. Yeah. And then you, you like realize how good UCF feels and like how good having the ability to fully control your character and how good it feels not to get intimidated on the tree on fire stadium or on the mountain and earth stadium. And you're like, wow, this is really nice. You know, we don't have to take a break and like realize that we're at complete competitive disadvantage by being on this part of the stage. Um, so I don't think they'd pull the numbers like um, like any you know standard melee community thing is going to, um, because they're not the melee community. You know, they're not us. They're not able to provide anything we can't build of our own. Um, the the only thing they can do is try, and I, I, I for the sake of Panda, it's like I'm torn, right? Cause for the sake of the people working at Panda and like the people that like built this and like want it to be the next step of what Melee is to come, I want it to do well, but I want it to do well on our terms as a community. I don't want this to be another case of us having to seed to nintendo and say okay well we won't do this we won't do ucf we won't do slippy we won't do unfrozen stadium we you know we won't do all this all that and we will do uh, brinstar yeah you know items on brinstar you know whatever you know it's 
I, I don't want this to be about them. I don't want this to be about anything but us. And if they're able to... What? What the heck? We appear to be running sort of in the clear for now. Okay, that's good at least. And we've been recording now for three minutes oh. for, for no issues. Good, good. And that should mean, theoretically speaking, that if we just get back to talking about the thing. The thing. That we you should want. be able to stitch it together in post. Oh, absolutely. That'll be yeah. easy. I can smush together two files. But no, what I'm saying is as soon as we kept going back into it, do you remember how we like had three tries there where we yeah. tried to get back into it and within 30 seconds it was like, ah, the thing, the uh, thing. You know, it matches the theme of how PM is trying to tear down these walls where there's like yeah. a community of Smash and then there's like a fenced in area. It's sort of like in a warehouse where there's a bunch of flammable liquids and containers and it's like it's all gated away from everything else because fire flammable materials they have, have to, to have a designated area. Different. And, yeah. like, everybody's like, ooh, what's behind there? And it's like, you can't go in there. Or, your example, the mom and the kid's like, you can't play with those kids. Those kids? Too much. Because um, you get too close and then somebody, like, yoinks you. Yeah. But we've been going And all for... of a sudden you're a dirty PM player. <laughs> like me. <laughs> like me. You like me to King's Armor, don't you? You like the alternate oh, no. this, that, and the third, don't you? You like <laughs> the fact that they got people like Lucario and Dr. Mario, Roy and, and PM. And I have Knuckles now, too. Knuckles. And then oh. there's the PMX team doing some stuff yeah. as well on the side. There's a whole lot of extra stuff in PM. Wild. Yeah, the Brawl, the Brawl, the Brawl modding community is nuts. They do a lot. So good for them. Um, yeah, they're, they're really great folks. Um, yeah, but we were kind of we were kind of talking about how you know with cause I think the the thing people don't recognize a lot about how power dynamics work and how like uh, in group and out groups specifically um, within a community or surrounding a hobby or something um, kind of get treated in a psychological way is like what confers legitimacy. And I talk, I've been talking a lot about that um, in general, but like the the act of giving legitimacy to something, whether it's like, um, you know, you have a, a disgraced player trying to get back in the limelight, which I don't want to talk about too much, um, but like conferring legitimacy by acting upon that or like, you know, welcoming them back or things like that, that re-legitimizes or, you know, with PM, delegitimizes us um by taking that away so with mm -hmm. with nintendo kind of coming on board and like you know saying there's an acceptable bounds of melee to play um after what they did with the big house you know i'm a little worried i'm a little suspect of what their definition of acceptable melee is because in the past it's not been great um vanilla you know vanilla is fine and it's fine to play on um i just really like UCF, man. I think it's great to be able to play the game I, the way I want to play it. I don't have to pay for notches. I don't have to like pay someone to like go in and make sure my conch is good. You know, I get to like pick up a controller for the most part and have a pretty steady time. 
you know. Um, missing, you know, dash back out of crouch is still really fucking hard on some controllers, and you might not be able to pivot as well on some controllers, and you might not be able to do this or do that. But, like, for the most part, the baseline accessibility is there. Um, I think a strong alternative, if this does end up becoming the landscape we live in, um, which I really don't want it to be. I really would deeply prefer to be able to keep operating as we have as the Melee community, um, is the Goom Wave. Um, it's expensive. It's like a couple hundred bucks, I think. But if, yeah. it's able, if it's able to provide what it is offering within the bounds of Vanilla Melee, that might be a our only option. I don't want it to be. I think we should have UCF. I think we should have the ability to be able to go in and you know, play our way, the way that the community's created, the way that we fostered this community um, without Nintendo lording over us, you know. And that's that's going to be the hard part, I think, is they have so much more of an ability to say these are our demands to have us involved at all uh, than we do to say, well, these are demands if you want to be involved at all. Because it's, you know, it's in that way, it's a parent-child dynamic where they just get to say, well, I'm the adult here. and Yeah, because it's their just, IP. Yeah, it's their IP. Um, you know, it's it's their game, technically, by, like, the, the leanest the of margins of the at this point. Yeah. L- legal stuff is really frustrating, and the fact that we have to, to kind of get with the shits with it so often is, like, really frustrating. Um, I, I mean... I've said it a lot today. I just want to play my video games, man. I just, I don't, I want to play them the way I want to play them. Um, when it comes to Project Plus in particular, like, I don't need a Nintendo circuit. You know, I don't need Nintendo or Panda Global to say that PM is a real game. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't require that. All I want is to be able to play it at tournaments that want to have it without a threat. And that's why I wear this kind of stuff is because fuck Nintendo. They don't, they don't really do anything for us. If they start doing stuff for us, maybe I'll reevaluate. Maybe I'll switch over to some Frick Nintendo merch. You know, it'll still be a little a little softer. But for now, man, it's... I can't stand this shit. <laughs> you know, I, I want it to do well for the sake of people at Panda. I don't want it to, like, be the new normal if it's not about our normal. You know? If it's about the Nintendo normal, I don't want it. Yes, well spoken. I agree with that. What I think of is something that I, I saw IBDW's reaction to this, who I, I guess he was probably told sometime within the past 48 hours what was going to happen because he said, I did not know this was a thing until very recently. So that's sort of the timeline that I signed to his knowledge because he's Panda, like we said, mm-hmm. Panda sponsor player, which is really cool, especially for IBDW. His story is like, amazing what it, what Cody's it has. got an amazing story yes so the point is is that he says between this whole this whole dynamic of people saying we don't want to have anything to do with Nintendo and the people who are like a little bit more open to it yeah you're gonna you're gonna probably hear things that you don't like but this is still an opportunity to make do with and the other point that he made that I I, I thought was at least like worth considering was like the whole UCF thing which you've done a good job of summarizing why it's so cool because it is is the panda controller alternative which he says is like well he's painting it he painted it on his stream today 
when I watched the recap on his YouTube yeah. channel as like a really going to fix everything kind of a problem. Like, will we need a UCF anymore? Like those kind of things. Let me just, okay. let me just say for myself that like, that's kind of, <laughs> that already sounds like, like off the bat and, and IBDW is not this official spokesperson for this. He's just yeah. offering his opinion, but like, it already sounds like, why are we having to think really hard around something that sounds like, uh, not great. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. And I also think if, if, if the Panda controller is as cheap as it's supposed to be, like I hear 80 to a hundred dollars. And if it's as good as it's supposed to be, they've had to like throw a million copyrights onto this or whatever, um, trademarks or patents, yeah. excuse me, patents to make it viable for Panda to sell moving forward. I just think, okay, cool. But I, I, I don't like the fact that we get just the teeniest little like, hey, we're a thing without additional information, which we will have to wait for. But uh, we're, we're, we're kind of going over all the points that we've gone over so far tonight. And and I don't think that even with additional like transparency, all of it's going to get answered. A lot of it might still be what we've already had to deal with in the past, which is Nintendo just sort of like being like, and yeah. you, you have to like, figure out where the boundaries are yeah Yeah, you have to figure it out for for the whole uh the whole of it i will say there is so much we don't know and this is for us a lot of speculation on like what has previously happened um and so take everything we're saying with like a pretty chunky grain of salt um i for one unless there is like serious change in how nintendo treats the communities that play their games the most, you know, because I think about how many hours I've put into Smash. You know, I think about how many people I've known that have put far more than I have. Um, and a lot of those are in, like, PM. You know, it's 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 folks that, like, really enjoy and really love what we've been given and what we've made out of the things that we've been given that seem to be getting hurt the most, and I have to just wonder why. You know, the... There are companies that have shown that they can be supportive. You know, Sonic and Sega, you know, Sonic Mania was basically born out of the fan game community. You know, the people that were making those fan games were brought on officially as part of the team. Um, And then you look at things like AM2R or Project M or any Nintendo fan game, and it's never, wow, you guys really love the game and have really done a lot to show us what people want it's about control and part of me you know i i do i do like that panda is getting as involved as they are and i do really have high hopes for the panda controller um but if it becomes something where we see this sort of shift away from ucf for the sake of just the you know you can just buy this controller and everything's fine we don't need it anymore um you know, if even if it's not too cost prohibitive, I I have misgivings about any one company monopolizing the controller market, especially with such a strong and beautiful ecosystem of controller modders, um, controller artists, people that really have put the depth and time of understanding. Eventually, I think you froze again. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, okay, we're good. It was just a quick little pause. Um. But yeah, these people that have done so much, like I see them at every event, you know, shout outs to Rian and Mick, uh, two of the controller modders that I trust the most. 
uh, Gooms as well for putting a lot of work into the Goom Wave, and many, 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 many others um, for helping flesh out that landscape um, and making this, you know, beautiful, beautiful, you know, controller modding like place in melee. Um, I think it would be a shame if that was just undone. Um, and a lot of people would lose their livelihoods. Um, I do think that it could be beneficial, but if it's something where, you know, in tandem with Nintendo, like the, like the worst case scenario, like the, the, the worst possible endpoint where Nintendo like tries to shut down tournaments that aren't Nintendo sponsored, or, you know, we always have to play on vanilla because now you have to be ready for the Nintendo tournaments to be on vanilla. Um, and you need a Panda controller because it's copyrighted and, you know, patented and can't be, um, replicated. Um, I don't think that'd be very healthy for us. You know, there's a, there's a mix of all those other things that might not be healthy for us either. Um, you know, varying factors within like the worst case scenario that all would be terrible, but I just, I do hope this works out. Um, I hope that we can maintain the strong grassroots scene that we still have and that it doesn't end up being, you know, it, it doesn't end up being Nintendo's community. I never want the, the Smash community, the Melee community, and the PM community um, to to be just about their relationship to Nintendo. This is, I mean, you said it better than I can. I, part of the problem with me is that I'm literally holding up my laptop because I can feel how hot it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, need to get you a little TV tray or something. Yeah, well, uh, that's the next step. This is a new laptop for those who are curious. Okay, so the way that I would want to put this to start to put a, a, a wrap a bow on this whole thing, this, all this news now, as we know it, is that I like Melee more because of the the history we've built around it for the people by the people and i love how there are players tos content creators controller modders artists community members the casuals and degenerates on twitch chat who all contribute to the canvas of melee this is beautiful artwork that even in even in some parts of the history are not great. Uh, I, I think overall present an amazing, beautiful canvas that you can see and just go, this is awesome. And you know how authentic it is because the publisher made it possible by giving us a canvas, I suppose, and maybe two paintbrushes. But think of all the things that we've added and, and changed where now we're doing all kinds of cool stuff, like in that, in that illustration or, the uh, the metaphor to a canvas, and now the idea of the original person who gave it to us being like, yeah, this I is, gave you this, the canvas. This, I gave you the canvas. We're gonna take this now, and we're gonna put it into what we think is the right thing. We're gonna erase this. We're gonna change that. We're gonna do that, this kind of stuff. And like, you invalidate a lot of the work that's gone into into all of this, uh, and invalidates a lot of the feeling of we did this, we worked this into and, and built this into something really, really special. And most of the time when a big old for-profit business comes in, it's not usually to make it awesome. Normally it's to make a profit. Those two things are very different. 
Yeah, and I, I do hope that having Panda Global on is a uh, a tempering influence for Nintendo. They have you know the wherewithal and the point of contact within the community to make good decisions. It's really about whether or not Nintendo listens. Um, that's where I'm not super sold. I've got a lot of faith in the Panda team. I think that they are a fantastic organization. I have almost negative faith in um, in the Nintendo, you know, Nintendo of America. Because and of all the I, things they've done, all the things yeah. they've done. So it, we we come around to this like net negative for me. I I'm you know a hundred percent positive that Panda Global is going to turn most things they touch into gold. Like they do great work. I love the Panda team. I cannot speak that enough because I don't want them to think I, you know, am am hating them for this. I just don't trust Nintendo at all. Right, it's um, Nintendo. It's it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not you, Panda. It's them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I would never hate you. <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> It's your friends. <laughs> you know, I just can't stand <laughs> your fucking friends. Yeah, but they buy um, me into the clubs, and we all always get to go out on the weekends. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, how much influence can you have over a billion-dollar company? That's the really hard part, I think, is being able to successfully navigate, you know, what they lay down in front of you. Um, and that's why I'll I'll keep saying fuck Nintendo until they, you know actually make reparations um, yeah. and act- actually make an attempt to show that they care about not only the melee community but the project M community and the way they can care about us most is by leaving us the fuck alone mm-hmm. okay yeah. well while we're making some demands here i think that it would be great for two hundred thousand dollars just sink that into the smash summit 12 prize pool you know no strings attached just no show attached. just show that you want to actually do positive things for the community and supporting the best players in the world and also people like hopefully Sora and Free Palestine they get to have a nice little hey just by being here I'm uh, coming out net positive that's that would be fantastic I I think I think last place is last summit made like a couple thousand bucks still yes yes Um, they were like 2k or something at least yeah yeah and so it's like y'all could y'all could put your money where your mouth is and like exactly. really show that you want to support not just the, you know, the broader community with the circuit, not just what you're putting on. But mm-hmm. if you really want to show us that you want to change your ways and care, you know, um, leave project them alone. Let us run UCF slippy, put actual funds into the community. Cause they do one of the very, so one of the things that really kind of always weirds me out a little bit is uh, when it's never sponsorships, it's partnerships. Yeah. Because uh, partnerships have a different meaning in a legal context. I think it basically means that there's no direct financial support. So I think Panda's putting a lot of the money up for this. Oh, uh, I'm sure they're putting all the money up for this. Yeah. And so I want to see direct financial action. Um so yeah, leave PM alone, UCF Slippy, direct financial action, um, and just make like a, a guidepost or something, like something with full transparency, because yeah. you know, I, I love a good cryptic announcement. You know, I've I've done a few of those in my time to get people interested. But if it's a company of this scale and definitely with the history that Nintendo's had, I need to know what the fuck is going on. Uh, cause 
I'm I'm really tired of having to just operate with like the the barest little crumb of understanding of what their desires are. Um, so yeah, uh, call me Doug Bowser, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> DM, DM me, hit my line. Ask Sue Baker Hawk on Twitter. DMs exactly. probably open. Open yeah, or closed? I think they're open. I think I'm not a coward. I might be a coward. Let me look. <laughs> While you do that, I. Yeah. I love the idea of the like a truly legitimate, and I don't think we'll see this by the way. Uh, color me surprised if uh, if it happens. But when I was saying like drop just a bunch of money, just a big old chunk of money into Smash Summit 12, it's with the understanding you can't control what BTS does with that. You trust them as another organization to do right by the community. Or if you are seeing that Big House is happening, that Genesis is happening, that Shine is happening. You just let them do what they're doing, including like having a bunch of different all kinds of event, like brackets and whatever at the event. And you as Nintendo say, oh, that's cool that they're doing that. We know that people will support what we're doing because we're letting the community continue to exist. Or you do what you hadn't done before, which is not only are you saying, oh, we'll let those tournaments run kind of wink sort of not really sponsored, but really it's just we're not going to shut you down. Like actually stepping behind with true legitimate financial support and saying you can yeah. you can use the, the funds and whatever else is as much as you feel to uh, to run this tournament. I just I'm laying out a bunch of scenarios that I feel realistically are never going to happen. Oh yeah, this is a pipe dream. For pipe sure. dream, pipe I mean, dream. Even it this feels is, this it feels accident. super good to think about though. Yeah, yeah. let us have PM at the events like, again. Give us lots of money. Right, you know? right. Because I I think that's what a reasonable <laughs> a reasonable publisher would do. Not that they have to. Not that they, they have to make not, make the, all the but the, but the but but that's the point. They've proven they're yeah. not. They're not going to really do any of this stuff. So now we're all thinking like the needle has shifted. We were yeah. all under the impression of this status quo, which is now changing. And how are we supposed to find out where we can operate in? And the questions probably won't get answered quickly. There will be some feeling out in the dark. And what's the next big genesis that's going to happen, Stude? Genesis 8. What's yeah, going to happen to Genesis 8? Something that thousands of people are planning on going to as a melee I'm player, an ultimate player. Yeah, I'm planning on going. Uh, I might dip for a friend's birthday bash, but I'm most likely going to be there, provided I'm working it. Um, yeah, the, the, the big thing is, is like, where does this leave us within the, the bounds of Nintendo acceptable melee? Um, yep. And so I, I think, for the large part, if they're smart, they'll leave the grassroots scene alone. Um, if they don't, I mean, we'll probably just throw another, you know, multiple tens of thousands of dollars raising charity tournament because uh, fuck Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And that's really all I have to say about that. And like the like the SpongeBob song says, "F is for friends who say fuck Nintendo." Exactly. That's that's how the tune goes. They aired that in 2001. It's true. <laughs> Check it to, out. Shout out to Chillin' Dude. So to dude, that actually was a banger. I, I I listened to that and I was like, this is actually pretty good for you know. Chillin's got some bars. No, no, Chillin's got it for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because I'm totally biased for the song that's being written and put out there to the world. <laughs> There you go. You have to ask yourself, would you like it if it said 
if it was a completely different rap about something just you know like a subject that you're either not interested in or whatever but uh, it's because i'm invested that's it's that's, o- that's overthinking yeah. it you just love yeah, it because exactly. you love it you're right you're yes. right you're so right <laughs> Stude, <gasps> I'm really appreciative of all the time that you've put in. So let's 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 start to tell the people where they can find you and what you'll be doing next. You said you're going to Genesis Eight. That's really cool. So yeah. um, what else so will you be doing here? Things I am shooting for. I am going to be able to be found at Studebaker Hawk with a zero instead of an O, and it's CHs for Studebaker and Hawk. Um, I need to think about my branding. Who knows? We'll see. You I said that on the it. Melee Stats podcast, which you haven't changed it. It's been a whole month, no. dude. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we'll, we'll stay, we'll stay <laughs> long and confusing, and everyone can just call me stude. No, but um, you, you, you can go to the links in the description for all the listeners and viewers, please. Yeah, go. and if you're, if you're curious about the, the fuck Nintendo merch, check it out at teespring.com slash PM hyphen forever. Oh, okay, I will include that as well. Yep. So you'll be able to find that there. Um, and also be sure to check out the jailbreak shop at smash.gg slash jailbreak. It's under Balky's commissary. And there's all kinds of goodies there, including the no fundies merch. Um, which uh I don't know I don't know why they did F on top of the N. I can't say why, but <laughs> it's about no fundies, no fundamentals, because we're the no fundies gang. Uh, and it's a wholesome family brand that you can definitely buy to impress all your friends. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, I'm planning on having a pretty low-key December. I'm not going to Smash World Tour. Uh, Florida is Florida. Yes. And um, the VGBC and PM have not always been super eye-to-eye. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah weird. Um. There was there is a tournament in like Dayton, Ohio that has like a three hundred dollar pot bonus that I might go to, but then I'd have to go to Ohio again. And I think my Ohio <laughs> my Ohio tolerance rating is like once per year. I went for Riptide, that was good, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, January, of course, is going to be all about Genesis, mm-hmm. and then I might be going to McSmashter in Canada in February. I need to get my passport renewed for that. And I will also definitely 100%, without a doubt, be at Smash Camp because that tournament is, in my opinion, the best tournament of all time. Shout out to the Cheat and Yingling, putting that on, as well as Finger Stripes for being the main PMTO. Um, got a lot of love for Arizona and a lot of love for the folks that are there. And uh, yeah, I love going there. I have, I've been there every iteration since uh, the second one. I wasn't able to make the first one because that was more like a, a very quiet, like just AC thing. And like, I think the West Balls went out there, but you know, West Balls. Yeah, but that's my plan for like the, the first quarter of the year. And then after that, I think I'm going to probably hit all the standard affairs in the, the summer. So And kill it so hard at Smash GG that they keep you on. Yeah, for, yeah stay for, on. For, for stay on as an Hopefully employee. a long time, yes. Yes, I would love that a lot uh, because being paid and having insurance is super important. <laughs> yeah, that's that is uh, yep, absolutely agreed. So this isn't something that I actually I haven't done this before. Uh, I would talk about myself, but for anybody who's still listening, I feel like they're all invested listeners. So 
What's the best way to put this? I can't grab my phone and give you the actual link. You'll just have to check the description below. Below of all of Stude's links to his social media of Twitter and also the PM Forever merch on teespring.com, you will find a link to a website that's more or less along the lines of Extraordinary Give, the Kind Human Foundation. I work for a company out here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania called Humankind Beverage, and our like foundation, the foundation entity that we directly support with profits from the beverage company, we support that foundation to give clean drinking water to well, essentially clean drinking water projects, especially based out in Uganda and the Dominican Republic. But the idea is to be that kind of a company where we're so huge, we can fund a lot more projects and, of course, accept donations. Tomorrow, November 19th, anybody from around the world can donate and their donation will be doubled up to $25,000. So the goal is to raise $50,000 in one day tomorrow of November 19th. Hopefully you are listening to this and around that can check out the link see the whole story but there are it, there are literally a billion people who don't have access to clean drinking water that's something that i feel is something that needs to be remedied so the work it's that i human, do directly supports right. that yeah yeah no i'll definitely be getting the cut of my paycheck on over to them um that is a, a super important cause and especially with uh, the coming dearth of resources we uh we definitely want to see folks being able to get their clean drinking water. Oh, I appreciate that, Stu. Thank you. So, that's good work. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So that's it for me, and that's it for Stu. Uh, once again, thank you for joining me on Bottom of Smash Mountain. Yeah, glad to be here. Shout-outs to uh, everyone else, and especially shout-outs to Alston Melee for helping out with the, the fucking Kingdom Merchant Have a good one. Yeah.